Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. I am Andrew Harris, and you all know by now that I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Decker. Hello, everybody. What's up, man? Oh, it's just another hot day in the summer of Texas. Oh, isn't it? I mean, that like my clothes were sticking to me as I was walking down uh, down the street today. It, you, it's insane. Wait, it's hot. It's Texas. It's summertime. You shouldn't walk down the street. Don't do that. You know, like until they invent a way for the sidewalks to have AC, um, that's just going to be something that's a necessary evil. occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited about our episode today. Me too. This this actually came from a listener suggestion. Right. Yeah. And and I think it's really important um, for those of you listening who regularly pick juries. This is going to be of of, uh, real importance to you. We're talking today about jury questionnaires with the nationally famous Robert Hershorn. Hey, Robert, how you doing today? Hey, fellas. Thanks for inviting me on the show. It's truly an honor to be joining you here today. No, well, the honor is all ours. Um, you know, Robert, I have heard you speak before, which is why when we got this email asking about questionnaires, I said, we should, we should ask Robert. He's, he's the foremost expert on this kind of stuff uh, and presents regularly um, about jury questionnaires and jury selection? Well, you're very kind. I can tell you all that the very first questionnaire, because before I was a jury consultant, I was a criminal defense lawyer. And my very first questionnaire I ever gave to a court was in, believe it or not, 1986. So that's how long we've been using jury questionnaires. So not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> just, just what, 35, 34 years ago? Yeah, not that exactly. long so um, I guess just to start out, you know, um, we've introduced you, the, the listeners know your name, that you're a jury questionnaire. Um, you've been practicing for a long time. Like what, what led you to jury, uh, be a, good, a jury consultant? Yeah, yeah, really good question. So I was uh, working with Jerry Goldstein back in San Antonio back in the early 80s, and I had a case that I just couldn't figure out how to win. And so I said to Jerry, what do I do? And he said, call Kathy Bennett. And I said, who's Kathy Bennett? And he said, a jury consultant. And I said, what's a jury consultant? And Jerry (laughs) said to me, Robert, stop asking me all these questions. Go call Kathy Bennett. I called Kathy Bennett. She and I met. She completely changed. It was like an epiphany. She completely changed everything I saw in terms of jury trials and jury selection we did this case. Uh, it was in Ted Poe's court. I still remember it. Terry Wilson was the prosecutor. Impossible case. We won the case. I turned to Kathy Bennett and I said, you've changed my life. This is what I want to do for a living. That was 1984. And since that time, I've been running and gunning as a, as a jury consultant. That's very cool. Yeah, that's, so, that's so amazing. So what is, uh, this seems silly, but what is a jury consultant? Because uh, Andrew and I both try a lot of criminal cases, but we're literally going, when, when, what is one, what you, what do you do with one? Well, and yeah. we recognize too, as criminal attorneys, that jury selection is the most important phase of the trial. So this At, is like, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, there's no doubt about it. So look, think of the jury consultant this way. Um, there's, there's these two islands, right? One island are the lawyers, one island is the jury. And I like to think of myself as the bridge that connects the island of the lawyers to the island of the jury, so they're all on the same page. So what I do as a jury consultant is I help lawyers figure out 
What are the kinds of questions that you need to get jurors to identify who's going to be a favorable and an unfavorable juror for you? What are the themes of the case that really will resonate with people? And then finally, who are the people? Because, you know, we all know we don't get to pick who we want on the jury. It's who do we take off? And in Texas, in a, in a felony case, you have 10 peremptory strikes. Well, six of those strikes are easy. But as a jury consultant, I really help you figure out with those next four strikes who you need to be striking and who you need to be keeping on your jury. And so that's that's kind of where I've been coming from. Yeah, lots of times there there are, you know, like you said, five or six of them in that felony pool that you look at and go, I can't strike them for any cause, but there's no way on God's green earth I would put them on my jury. So Exactly. But, but the next four are often a, well, Right. I don't know. That's where the jury consultant comes in. That's, that's where we really help you figure out who are those four. And the questionnaire, and that leads us right to our topic, is going to be the main tool that's going to help you. Now, I want to really talk to everybody about the questionnaire. Let me give you a couple of really important tips straight up. You can't wait to the last minute. This is not something you can give to the judge the morning of jury selection. You can't give it to the judge the Friday before or even in the final pretrial conference. You've got to really be thinking about this ahead of time. So you ought to be thinking two, three, four weeks ahead of time is when you need to put the questionnaire together. So the timing is important, number one. Number two, the questionnaire that you put together, it's got to be fair to both sides. You can't just put questions that help you and don't put questions that help the prosecutor because the prosecutor won't agree and the judge won't give it to you. So make sure there's questions that the prosecutors want on the questionnaire as well. Number three, Send it to the prosecutor. See if you guys can get an, an, an agreement. You have a much better shot at getting a judge to even consider a questionnaire if the parties agree. And you know what? Even on a, on a kind of run-of-the-mill DUI, you can, if you do it right, you really can occasionally get prosecutors to agree. I know it's not the norm, but you can. And here's the fourth rule. Most important rule. Ready? One-page questionnaire. It's got to be something that the court can, is not going to waste a whole lot of time um, having to administer. So what we recommend, if you can afford it, is to do what's called triplicate carbonless copies. So in other words, the questionnaire is all on one page, and you go to Kinko's or Quick Copy, FedEx, and they will do what's called triplicate carbonless questionnaire. And that way, you pass it out to each of the jurors. You have the, you know, to have the bailiff pass it out. It'd be good if you had clipboards and black ink pens. You got to be responsible for clipboards and black ink pens. A lot of courts have clipboards these days, but if not, invest in the clipboards. It's worth the money. Um, the bailiff passes them out. They collect them up. You tear the original. It's a triplicate. So you have three copies, an original and two copies, an original for the judge copy for you, the defense lawyer, copy for the prosecutor. So it's got to be one page, triplicate, carbonless questionnaire. Those are the real important ground rules first for putting a questionnaire together, together and having a shot at getting a court to give it to you. So Robert, have you, um, this is kind of off topic or, or a little tangent, but have you ever seen a, a court that's advanced enough to be able to handle a questionnaire on an iPad or a computer terminal or something? Yeah. 
These are good questions. My Andrews are doing a good job. Um, uh, <laughs> I just see that as the next wave. You know, like we have e-filing now. We have electronic discovery. We have all this stuff that's online. And some, because of the coronavirus, are now even doing, you know, plea paperwork electronically um, signed uh, that you can go over with your, with your client. So I'm just wondering, like, is this the next wave to kind of go fully paperless? Is Yes. Is so what, so we got to really think about this. Now we're doing kind of advanced uh, questionnaire slash jury selection. So in certain counties like Travis County, um, in, in Fort Worth as well, Tarrant County, jurors can fill out their uh, juror information card two ways. They can either do it online or they do it when they come to the courthouse. You know, they, they do it by hand. Now, right. this is the advanced part. You've got to be thinking about, do I want the kind of jury that is going to fill out that is electronically sophisticated enough? Is that a good defense juror for me in this type of case? Do I want somebody with that kind of intelligence and sophistication? Or do I want, you know, if you're running more of kind of like an emotional, you know, uh, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt kind of defense, if you're not running a technical defense, you might, want, you might not want jurors that are filling stuff out online. So um, that's why I think the day might be coming where questionnaires could very well be filled out online. We've made a recommendation. We wrote an article for Law 360, and we've been working with some judges. But we're recommending that when the summons goes out with, uh, for jury duty, that, we also, that the court also includes a, uh, a COVID-19 question. I want to make sure we spend a little time talking about that today. Um, and some courts are playing with the idea of having that available for jurors to do online so they don't either have to mail something back or they don't even have to come down to the courthouse is doing a like COVID-19 questionnaire online. And so here's what I'm saying to you. I think the day is coming when questionnaires are going to be done online. We as criminal defense lawyers have to ask ourselves, well, yeah, that may be more efficient. Are we wanting those type of jurors in our cases? And that's, you got to make that decision on a case-by-case -case basis. Well, and yeah. that's actually something that in Tarrant County, I know that a couple of the civil attorneys have approached a few criminal defense attorneys to fight against the uh, jury pool that ends up coming in because they fill out their information online and get assigned to a court right. prior to ever coming in. You know, like, so they're told to go to this court so they're already pre-assigned based on what they filled out on that basic questionnaire. Well, that automatically cuts out of that jury pool the, the person that does not answer online and may not have the capability. So you've automatically cut a certain percentage of the population, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you tend to, it tends to be uh, higher educated, more technologically sophisticated, I'm not sure that's necessary. You know, if, if you've right. got a defense where, like, you're questioning, for example, in the DUI case, you're questioning whether or not the, the, the intoxilizer was operating properly, right? Okay, maybe you might want those more sophisticated technological jurors in that kind of defense. But if, what's, if, that's, if you're not questioning the science, right, if you're questioning maybe the, the um, you know, the, the coordination tests, as I call them, then I'm not so sure those are good jurors for you. I think you want more jurors that aren't filling out this stuff online. They're coming down to the Tarrant County or Travis County or whichever county courthouse. So 
It's certainly yeah. going to trend in this direction, but we've got to really be careful what we wish for. Me personally, because here's another problem, guys. I don't know who's with a juror when they're filling out that questionnaire online. Mm. I don't know if they're turning to their loved one or one of their kids or, or their parents or whoever and saying, hey, how do I answer this? That's yeah. the, the, you know, you got to be real careful of that. So that's why I'm a big proponent of I would rather have the jurors fill out the questionnaire in the courtroom, substantive questionnaire. COVID-19 questionnaire, I'm, okay, I'm absolutely okay with jurors doing that online. Absolutely. I'd rather do that and not drag them down to the courthouse if they have a legitimate reason. There's 42 million people unemployed now. I'm not wanting to drag some person that's looking for a job down to the courthouse to get paid, what is it, six bucks for the first day yeah. and 40 <laughs> bucks a day after that? No way. Right. So explain a little bit the COVID uh, questionnaire that, that, that you've mentioned a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I want to say this to everybody. Um, I'm an old guy. Uh, I've been a member of TCDLA since 1981. I want to encourage everybody listening to this podcast to please, I want you, I know it's money, but it's money well spent. I want everybody, if you're not a TCDLA member, please join TCDLA. Um, it's a great organization. They always have your back. Okay. Now, so yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's just real important that everybody do this. All right. So here's the thing. COVID-19. There's a lot of reasons why people don't want to come down. Now, Texas is different than a lot of different parts of the state. You know, we, we have a practice that's national. So we do cases in New York, California, Texas, Florida, Washington State, all over. Yes, sir. Texas, being Texans, they tend to be, you know, they, that's what I love about Texas. We kind of walk to the beat of our own drum. So Texans may not have as much fear and concern about COVID-19 than other parts of the country. But even so... We have been locked up for a couple of months now in our house, in, in our homes. Our lives have been upset. A lot of people have lost jobs. So, and there's just a lot of people that are, quite frankly, fellas, they're scared about being in groups of people right now because they're, you know, like you take somebody like me. I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that is susceptible to COVID-19 because I have asthma and I've, you know, I'm 64 years old. So. The idea is you want to send out a questionnaire. It's one question, and it's basically asking jurors. Um, the foundation to our freedom as a country is, is jury service. That's one of the pillars of our freedom. Um, you know, it's been a very uh, upsetting time. I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, but, you know, it's been a very trying time with COVID-19. Can you make the necessary sacrifice and serve as a juror? And then they give them options. Option number one is, um, yes, I can. And that's it. They're all done with the COVID-19 questionnaire. But then there's some boxes for no's. No, because uh, I, um, I'm taking care of somebody. No, because I've been diagnosed with COVID. No, because I lost my job. No, because I'm concerned about being in a group, in a room full of, you know, a lot of people. Uh, and then you give them a kind of a catch-all, any other reason why you would not be willing to serve. It's a different time now. Everybody knows that. And so we've got, if we really want jurors to do their job, we've got to pay attention to what their needs and what their concerns are. And that's why I really think in every single case from here on out, there ought to be, every single judge ought to be given, every single juror, whether it goes with their summons or when they come into the courthouse or come into their courtroom, they ought to be given a one question COVID 19 questionnaire because you want to find out, look, 
you don't want to go through all jury selection at the end of jury selection, have a juror tell you, I can't serve, man. I can't be in a room with all these people or I'm, I'm taking care of somebody who's got COVID-19 or I've lost my job. I can't pay attention. It doesn't make sense to do that at the end of the voir dire. It makes much more sense to do it at the beginning. So every, and then I've sent to you fellas, we're going to send you a sample questionnaire and yes, anybody sir. that wants it, you reach out to the guys, get a copy of this questionnaire and start proposing it to your judges. Well, and, and um, your office has, has sent us the, uh, the questionnaire with the COVID question. And I, I got to say, I wasn't even, when we talked about this, you know, last week talking about your interview, you, you mentioned a COVID question and, I'm, and I, I didn't know, I guess I wasn't, this is not something that like popped in my mind as a, as a potential question, but it's just so well worded. Can you make the necessary sacrifice to assist the court and serve as a potential juror? Yes or no, because then all of those reasons that, that you just went through. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, you're very kind. I just looked. That's why they call it jury duty. They don't call it jury fun. And it really does require <laughs> sacrifice, you know, guys? So I think we've got to honor the jurors this way because they are, they are allowing all of us to do our job. We can't do our job without them. And then, so that's why we have to honor them in, in this kind of way. Now, I want to say another thing about questionnaires that's super important. Okay. The number one fear in America used to be the fear of public speaking. In parts of America, it might be COVID-19, okay? But the number of people are just afraid to talk in public. There really is a fear of public speaking. And what happens a lot of times in jury selection is you end up with people on your jury that you don't really know very much about except maybe what they've written on their juror information card like we get here in Texas, okay? We've got to figure out a way. So that's problem number one. People don't talk very much. Problem number two, in like a DUI case, Judges only want to give you 20 or 30 minutes. Like, guys, both, both my Andrews, tell me the, the last DUI case you had. Tell me how long the judge gave you to, for jury selection. Um, I went uh, well over my 20-minute limitation in Tarrant County. I, I think I had half an hour. Uh, okay. And to the listening audience, remember, did you hear what Andrew said? He went well over his 20 minutes. Okay. Try to get more than the 20 or 30 minutes that yeah. the judge gives you. And as long as you're doing your job and getting information and not preaching or speeching, then, you know, by speeching, I mean giving a speech. As long as you're not preaching or giving a speech, maybe the judge will give you more. But here's my point. Problem number one is people are afraid to talk in public. Problem number two is the judges don't give you much time. So back to the questionnaire now. Anytime you do a questionnaire, I want there to be at least one or two what I call scaled questions. And on the questionnaire, we ask a question, and then we ask jurors how strongly they agree or disagree with that idea or that, that, uh, you know, that statement of the law on a scale of one, which is strongly disagree, to five, strongly agree. That's a scaled question, right? So on questionnaires, we use a scale of one to five. In open court, we use a scale of zero to ten. Um, I like just giving right, jurors right. more options. That's why I give on in, in court, when you do a scale question in court, you give jurors more numeric options on a question. There's just literally not enough room for that many choices. That's why we do on a scale of one to five. Okay. So make sure on your next questionnaire that there's always at least one, preferably two scaled questions on your questionnaire. Cause that way you'll get you'll not only get information on what that particular juror thinks, but you'll be able to compare their number to the other jurors' numbers. Remember we started this by saying, 
it's easy to figure out who are the six people we should strike, but what right. about the, the last four? These scaled questions, that's the magic. That's the magic to figuring out who are the four other people you should strike because you use the numbers that they gave you in the scaled questions and you, you add up the numbers and you compare them to the jurors that you're thinking about striking. And the, the system I use, the lower the number, the worse the juror. The higher the number. So if, if they circle five, that's a good juror. If they circle one, that's a bad juror. If they circle zero on the zero to 10 scale, bad juror. If they circle 10, good juror, right? The higher the number, the better the juror. The lower the number, the worse. And you use that as the methodology to figure out who to use those last couple of strikes on. So like in a DUI case, you get three peremptory strikes. Two of them are a no-brainer, right, almost always. And it's that last strike. Who should you use that last strike on? Which of these four people? Scaled questions, get it on the questionnaire. If the judge won't give you a questionnaire, ask a couple of scaled questions. I want to do another show with you guys to talk about nothing but scaled questions. So if you could ever fit me we'll, in. We'll, we'll hold you to that. <laughs> Got it. You got it. Absolutely. So these scale questions on the questionnaire are important, guys. Yeah. Okay. So, so one of our questions is why use a jury uh, questionnaire? And I'm, I'm going to try to answer it based on what you've told us so far. And then correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, I'm going to learn in a very short amount of time much more because everyone's afraid of public speaking than I would ever learn from that average juror sitting in the pool. Absolutely. And look, even if you're only question, even like, like you guys know Reagan Wynn. Reagan's yeah, a great lawyer. Every, okay, he's an amazing, creative, just a great lawyer. Reagan and I do these questionnaires where, like, as, like if the judge gives Reagan 30 minutes for a Vordar, we try to convince the judge, here's a, a one-page, five-question questionnaire, and we're going to spend 10 minutes or five minutes of our uh, 20 or 30 minutes you've given us, Judge, just having the jurors fill out those five questions, right? And, of course, you got to give a copy of the answers to the prosecutors, of course. But here's my point. However you can get – anytime you can get jurors to write stuff down, whether it's a one-page questionnaire, whether it's five – just five questions, any information you can get in their own handwriting is going to be super valuable to you in terms of figuring out – who to strike and who to keep on your jury. So you got to figure out creative ways to get jurors to write things down. If you can't get them to write things down, that's why we came up as an alternative to that, the scaled question, because at least that way, everybody talks, everybody gives a number. You can see how good they are based on their number and how good they are compared to other jurors. But even if, even if it's too quick, like Reagan, Reagan had a sexual assault case. Okay, nobody is going to want to talk in open court about being a victim of sexual assault. Of course. Right. And we couldn't get the prosecutor to agree to a questionnaire. But Reagan was able to get the prosecution judge to agree that, you know, right before Reagan started Vordire, it was a three or a five question questionnaire that, deal, that dealt solely with the issue of being a victim of unwanted sexual assault, whether or not um, they know anybody that's been arrested, if they've any, ever been a joined any organizations helping uh, victims of sexual assault, you know, all the kind of personal stuff people wouldn't want to talk about. And like, it took five, literally it took 10 minutes to have 60 people fill it out. Right. And then in that case, I think we were able to convince the court to give, to make one copy. So uh, actually two copies. So the judge had the original, it was a one pager, each side got one copy. It was really valuable to both sides. So 
again, the questionnaire, uh, if you can get it agreed to ahead of time, if not, try doing, I call this the in-court questionnaire. Do it either at the start of the prosecutor's voir dire, do it at the start of your own voir dire, even if it means taking time out of your valuable 20 or 30 minutes. Beautiful. Very cool. So we've had, you know, you, you've talked in your CLEs before about getting the judges on board. Um, how, how many judges are not okay with jury questionnaires? And, you know, why, like, why would they not want them used? Yeah. Here's why. Okay. Number one, it's out of the norm. Every, you know, a lot of judges, you know, they got big dockets and they're trying to manage their docket and they're trying to move things as quickly as they can. So anything you do that upsets that, that apple cart, judges are going to intuitively, not all judges, but a lot of them are going to resist, number one. Number two, for a long time, questionnaires were slowing the process down. They weren't making it more efficient. They were making it inefficient. But this triplicate carbon list where there's no going to get uh, copies made, because judges hate you know, having to stop so copies can get made. Now what does, what's the judge do, right? Um, so that's why the triplicate carbon list is really good because the questionnaires come in, each, you know, the judge gets the original, prosecutor gets one, defense gets one, there's no time, no downtime, no wasted time. You need to have somebody on your team put the questionnaires in order while you're doing your voir dire. I mean, this, the truth is the state goes first, so you get to put yours in order while the state goes, but still the state always has somebody helping them, they can put it in order. Um, so that, that's, that's really the big resistance is that it's not, it's not saving me any time, but I'm telling you a one page questionnaire can save time for a couple of reasons, like that COVID question. Right. right. Uh, and then there might, we always end our questionnaires with, is there any other reason why you can't serve? Cause it makes no sense spending time talking to jurors about, uh, you know, issues in your case, if they have a legitimate hardship, if they unemployed, if they got a doctor's appointment, if they've got travel plans, right. Why waste time with that juror? That's why, again, on the questionnaire, you could point out, hey, judge, juror number five, they're scheduled. They've got a prepaid trip to California this week. They're, they can't serve. The, we may as well excuse that juror. So there really is a lot of value to the questionnaire. And what I tell lawyers is, if a judge says to you, I'll give you an hour, and you say to the judge, judge, g- give me a one-page questionnaire, and I'll only use 30 minutes. I'll only want 30 minutes. Now the judge is thinking, I just saved myself a half an hour for the state and a half an hour for the prosecution. It's worth the trade-off. I would give up time in exchange for a questionnaire. That's how important it is. Yeah, because I, of the juries I've selected, when you're looking at somewhere between 20 and 60, I've even had as many as 75 people in a jury pool, there's always someone in the strike range that literally has answered one question that either the prosecutor or I ask, and they answered it as briefly as possible, and we know nothing about them. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we're going to do a whole segment on scaled questions because we're going to fix that problem for everybody. I'm telling you, anybody listening to this podcast, it should never, ever for the rest of your career picking a jury. If you use these scaled questions, you will always know two or three data points on every single juror in every single uh, voir dire that you've got coming up for the rest of your career. So that's why we'll do that show. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, the, 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 the genius of it is just the amount of information you get um, prior to actually having to look at that, that pool. Well, you might have already looked at the pool, but before you actually have to make those strikes, because 
again, some of these questions, you know, we all asked, you know, anyone who's on a DWI trial, you, looking at the questionnaire you provided us, um, do you know anyone who's, who's been accused of DWI, convicted of DWI, um, gone, you know, et cetera? And some people are going to answer it, but if, if it's their son or their husband or their sister, they may not want to admit that, that they're that close to it. Not right? in open court, they're not. But they right, but on, on a paper. sheet yep. where, where it's still fairly anonymous because I can't look you in the eye, they might say, yeah, my, I have a family member who was convicted of DWI. Okay, so look, let, let's think this through. In big cities, it's, you know, may, maybe they're more willing to own that. But there's a lot of small communities in Texas where people know each other. And somebody is not going to want to share because, you know, they know a lot of pe- jurors on the panel. They're not going to want to disclose that a family member, a loved one, or even themselves got a DUI or something like that. So you can see why there is value, especially in smaller communities, on really sensitive stuff like this to, to, for the sake of the jurors. Try to see if you can convince the judge to do it in a written form in terms of a questionnaire. Yeah. And that, that really should be, I think, a no-brainer. I, I, I don't know if judges are, are learning about this at their judges' conferences or, or not, but for the more serious cases, um, it's kind of routine, uh, that, at least in my experience, to see a questionnaire. Um, I'm gonna, I need to go back through probably with a fine-tooth comb and clean up some of those questions. Uh, but but at least there are there's some agreement between the you know with the prosecutor and then with the judge to administer those. Yep, and let me just say one other thing. You know, you might be sitting, the audience might be sitting out there thinking, "Hey, why should a prosecutor agree to a questionnaire?" I'm going to tell you why. If a prosecutor leaves even one makes even one mistake on who they leave on the jury, they could lose the case. So there's just as much benefit to the prosecution wanting a questionnaire, a short one-page questionnaire, as there is the defense, okay? Because if if a prosecutor leaves a juror on that, you know, has something going on in their background that if they'd had a questionnaire, they would have found out about it, you know, they, they could have gotten a much different result in that trial. So there is an incentive for prosecutors to want to do questionnaires as well. That's the point I want to make you. This is not something that just helps the defense. It, right. hel- it helps the prosecution as well. Robert, I, I have to ask you, um, I, I think there, you know, there's a really popular TV show on right now about jury consultants. Is your, is your life and your practice anything like that show, Bull? Yeah, so let me tell you two things. I'm going to tell you three things about Bull. You ready? You ready? Number one, if I did half of that crap that they, I hear people say that they do on that show, I'd be in jail and my ticket would be punched, number one. <laughs> number two, I have never watched a single episode of Bull. Number Andrew three, loves that show. Number three, you ready? People say to me, what do you think of Bull? I tell them, here's what I call it. The name of that show is Bull. I call it Bullshit. That's what that show is. <laughs> I mean, it's good entertainment. It doesn't really help me. You know, it's like that Grisham book, The Runaway Jury. Yes, if right. I, if I did that kind of stuff, man, like I did the George Zimmerman case. If I had done any of that stuff in the Zimmerman case, the only person that would have ended up going to prison was me. That's right. Okay, so that, that's, you know, that's, that's all kind of creative fantasy and, and it's, you know, all of that, but it's not the real world. 
Right. I actually do like the show Bull. My wife and I watch it almost every week. But I tell people I watch it with some suspended suspended beliefs, right? If I'm watching a, a superhero movie, I don't think that people suddenly know how to fly. Yeah, if right. I'm watching Bull, I don't think I, I tell people that's not exactly how it works in a real courtroom, right? right? So if you can go into it as it's entertainment, but I've also used that in a jury selection, you know, kind of the you're not, this isn't MCIS. This isn't bull. Why? Because going to the movies and watching Superman isn't real life. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. it helps, it helps them understand they're not going to get to see. It's not that it's not going to go move that quickly. Yeah. Um, although you, I got to tell y'all, it's kind of interesting because bull is so popular now. So, um, when it, sometimes I'm introduced as a lawyer, but he's also a jury consultant that's going to be helping us here today. And you could, you could just tell they're thinking, oh, that's bull over there. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, please, not that. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. That I got to tell you guys, I love what you're doing. I got to really, I got to tell you, I think I've got the coolest job in America. I love, I get to For work sure. on really cool cases and work with interesting lawyers and interesting clients. The travel sucks. That's kind of the worst part. I've lost a lot of time with my family. But I feel very blessed and honored to be a jury consultant and to do things like this podcast with you guys and, again, meet some more great, great lawyers that are doing it right out there. And my two Andrews are two of the guys that are out there doing it right, and I'm proud of you fellas. Well, thank Thanks, you. Appreciate Robert. it. Yeah. All right, so, so Robert, we sent you kind of a list of questions, um, and we realized as we were sitting here, we asked four <laughs> get-to-know-you questions that we didn't include and we, we're going to tell them to you now. We'll, you know, we'll go through them. And if you need to save them until next time, but they're easy questions. Like the first one is, what's your favorite musical artist or group? Uh, Forever Starts Today. FST. Forever Starts Today. All right. Never heard of them. Now we've got to Google them when we, when we get done. Forever Starts Today. I want everybody to buy their music. And the reason is because my son, Troy, is the, he is the lead guitar. He writes all no the joke. music. Uh, for the band, it's a fun, it's a, a pop punk band. They're really a lot of fun. Please go check out Forever Starts Today. My All second right. favorite group, my second favorite group would probably be Green Day or, uh, yeah, probably Green Day is my second favorite group. All right. Cool, All right. Cool. So that's uh, their website, foreverstartstoday.net. Rock group yep. from Austin. There you go. Yeah, dot com was too expensive and dad wasn't going to spring for it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question number two. Uh, what is your favorite book or maybe a book that you've read recently that you would recommend to the audience? Yeah. So last year I read 10 books and nine of them were comic books. Um, <laughs> so I'm not a real big reader because I have spent a, a several lifetimes reading juror questionnaires. So I'm a more <laughs> yeah. visual, I'm a visual learner. And so I, um, I, I don't read that many books. I, I really don't. So I can't I can't think of the last book I read. Well, a comic wait, wait, book. I can't. I can't. It was a book about Elon Musk. That was the last. What a cool guy that dude is, right? Yeah, did no you joke. guys Did you guys see that launch the other day? Was that amazing? Yep. Did that not make you proud to be an American watching sure. SpaceX go up? Man, yeah, that yeah. was wonderful. It was incredibly amazing. And I don't know if you saw the picture where they're approaching. They actually, the, 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 the two guys on the, the capsule take a picture of the space station as they're approaching. And truly, it's something out of a movie. It is a beautiful picture yeah, of the I space station. I bet. I bet. All right. Final, final question before we get to, to, the, to the final, final question. What's yep. a piece of advice you've been given that you, would, that you think, this is the piece of advice I carry with me all the time? 
Okay, this is really, really important. It's the most important thing I'm going to say in this uh, podcast. Um, if you want to be a really, really, really good lawyer, a really good trial lawyer, it's really simple. Be a really good person. Be yeah. the very best person you can. Be the best person you can to the court staff. Be the very best person you can to your client, your office staff, um, to the jurors. Just be a good, be a great person to your family. You want to be a great lawyer, great trial lawyer. Be the very best dad you can. Be the very best spouse you can. That's how you become a great trial lawyer. That's a secondary gain. Your life gets so much better. Just really strive to be the very best person you can because we live in a, you know, this, what we do for a living, there's a lot of cynicism in our job and you got to strive for the good in what we do and not get uh, weighted down by, by all the bad that surrounds it. Amen, man. We appreciate that for sure. Uh, Robert, how can, uh, or where, where do people find, uh, find more information about you, your, your website or contact information, whatever you want to share with the folks. So yeah, they can absolutely. You. Yeah, absolutely. So our, our website is, uh, CEB, Charlie Echo Bennett, CEB, that stands for Kathy E. Bennett. Cause remember cat is the person Jerry Goldstein told me to call. So we'll start the same place. We will end the same place we started. So I've kept the name of the company of Kathy E. Bennett and Associates Inc., but the name of our website is cebjury.com. Um, and you can reach us there. Uh, you know, I've got my email address there. I put our rates up there. I got nothing to hide because I'm completely transparent. Anybody has a question, even if you don't have to have money. You got a question about a case or an issue or you need help with something, call our office. I've got, you know, I travel a lot, but there's people in my office. We'll help you. Jennifer Lipinski, she's been with me 20 years. I've got Jillian Fitzpatrick. Her dad is Knox Fitzpatrick, a great uh, lawyer in Dallas. So I've got Jillian working with me now. I've got a great crew. You guys need help. We're here to help you. Don't worry about money. And here's why. Someday you're going to get a case that has money and then you're going to remember me. So I don't want you to think I'm, you know, I'm being, you know, super, you know, honor, honorable here. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I know someday you're going to get a case where you have the money and you can't afford to hire us. In the meantime, we'll help you and do whatever we can to help you. And again, it's CEB, Charlie Echo Bennett, cebjury.com. That's super honorable. And, and Andrew and I are both hoping for that big money case to come any day now. Yeah. It's coming, boys. Absolutely. It's coming. <laughs> Man, uh, and I just want to say, you know, it's not often that you meet somebody with your credentials who's willing to take the time to talk to, you know, just just two attorneys trying to figure it out, you know. So so we really appreciate it. This has been an honor for us. Anytime we get to to uh to talk with you and and honestly, you know, we will absolutely take you up on a on scaled, scaled question episode for the you got future. it boys absolutely right. can't wait right. well thank right, you proud of you fellas thank you so much for inviting me it means the world to me thanks all right absolutely. so ladies and gentlemen again we're andrew and andrew on texas criminal defense you can find us on your podcast app got it right this yeah. time uh you can find us on apple on itunes and on google play uh like us rate us Find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com. Send us a message uh, because if you give us something you want to learn about, we will find someone who knows how to talk about it. That's right. That's right. Thank you, everybody. And join us next time on Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense.